0: The Ringer's Charles Holmes and co-host Grace Spellman present the most notorious new podcast in the industry, The Ringer Music Show. Every Tuesday, they'll bring you the latest news, the hottest takes, and the deepest reporting about the wild world of music and the chaotic industry that creates it. Check out The Ringer Music Show exclusively on Spotify.
1: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24 7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports, I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at Viori.com Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com Simmons.
2: Previously on Recipe Club. The new wheel has barbecue sauce, duck, Mapa tofu, jello, meatballs, canned tuna, seaweed, cold noodles, parchment paper, and Bloody Mary.
3: This is a very good oh, wheel of death. I would just
0: be so happy with anything. And,
3: and you know, speaking of which, maybe we just name, rename it after that lychee martini. We don't call it the wheel of death <laughs> anymore. We call it the wheel of life. It's yes. the wheel, wheel of, of life.
2: life. Here's the wheel of life, except it's going to land on Jell-O for sure. Here we go. Spinning. Oh
4: my gosh. Oh, yeah.
2: my, oh no. and tuna.
0: Uh, that's okay.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for Cantuna. tuna, honestly, guys.
3: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of Recipe Club, a podcast that I have been written out of. <laughs> 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 and somehow, like a soap opera, murdered off, but like Susan Lucci, I am back. I'm back reincarnated in somebody. <laughs>
2: Cannot be killed. The elevator shaft is not long enough. We didn't drop him down far damn enough. damn it. I, I, I was hoping I was killed off for good, but I'm back. Uh, listen, we we welcomed the wrong person back. We welcomed Dave back to the podcast here. The real welcome back is to Rachel Kong, who is back not only on our show but back in California after a little bit of a jaunt out uh, to a, a retreat. Right, Rachel?
0: Yeah, I was. So I I missed you guys. I thought of Recipe Club every day that I was gone. Um, <laughs> but I was basically gone for the month of April. I was at this artist residency with. Uh, few other artists, two other writers, two composers, a sculptor, and I didn't cook a single time. Actually, I cooked one night, but I was cooked four, and I just worked on my book, and it was the best thing.
3: Can you explain to me, because I will never experience such a thing, because no one will ever invite me to such (laughs) such thing, (laughs) ever. I'm blown away. What is is this thing? What is an artist's residency?
0: It's like, you know— People can go to pretty remote places. I think I was in Oysterville, Washington, and I, um, was there for a month pretty much just being cooked for and taken care of so that I could work on my book. And this is a thing that exists for artists. Like you can just go to places like, I don't know, like McDowell is a pretty famous one or Breadloaf. You go for a few weeks, you go for up to like, I don't know, a couple months, and you can just work on the thing that you're working and on. And they pay for you to do this. Yeah, you get paid to well, go there. I just got to go. <laughs> I just got to go for free. But certain ones do pay you, actually. What? <laughs> what? Did they have X? Did they, was there an Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the technology was like kind of limited. Dave, you could pivot. Just pivot to poetry.
3: Nobody wants. <laughs> nobody wants to listen to me. <laughs> Do spoken word. (laughs) (laughs) Says the host of two different podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so how was the food?
0: It was great. Yeah, and I got a picnic basket every single day.
3: What? What? A picnic basket? <laughs> what,
2: wait, what, wait 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 wait. Talk about the food a little. Like, who was was it like a foodie thing? Was it like great food? What what were you eating here? What's in the picnic basket?
0: It was just like a, you know, it was um it was great food. It was um just one it was a really small residency. All of them are different, but this one in particular was very small, so it was just like five other people and we all got like picnic baskets for lunch and yeah, I think I'm shout out to Chef Chris. He did a great job. Were you eating hot meals or were they all like Yeah, for dinner we had hot meals and then for lunch we had I mean, it was still hot meals. It was just like freshly delivered from the kitchen essentially. Oh my God, this sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Are you gonna give a shout
3: out to this artist residency in your book for for helping you, you know?
0: Make I, it? I probably am. And and furthermore, I'm gonna give a shout out in this recipe club because I cooked the burned tuna on oh. the last day of the yeah. residency. So we're gonna wow. we're gonna get wow. to wow, it.
3: Wow. Yeah. wow, 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 wow. By the way, I just have to ask, since you were it sounded like what, Eastern Washington in the mountains or something like that?
0: It was like real southern Washington, like right next to Oregon, actually.
3: Um there's a lot of like psilocybin growing naturally out there. Was there, <laughs> <is> there a- <laughs> of course his head goes straight there. Yeah, is this that kind of residency where you you be Commune with nature uh, in an altered state.
0: I did commune. Uh, the all the alterations mostly were accomplished through alcohol, unfortunately. Uh, but next time, Dave. Next time. Uh,
3: I, I I I I'm expecting you to become this generation's Carlos Castaneda, So this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I'm excited <laughs> to read this. Anyway, that's where exactly where my mind goes. Eastern Washington, close to. <laughs>
2: His eyes lit up just at the at the mention at the mention of a geographic area where psilocybin
3: grows. He was because guess it. what? There's all other mushrooms too. Where there's great psilocybin, there's also other mushrooms, and that's <laughs> oh, what I was trying to say. To forage naturally, sure, the abundance sure, sure. of Mother Nature, Jesus Christ. He was sure, talking about sure, food, sure.
0: definitely not yeah. nuts.
3: Yeah. He was like, where
2: there's psilocybin, there's great shitake, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> my take,
3: Are you all the takis, <laughs> man. <laughs> Um, but that being said, it's been a while. We got to brush off the dust for at least for me because I've been replaced for a few episodes and Rachel's been in this smart person's residency. (laughs) (laughs) And and then we have the other winning, non-winning host of this podcast, Chris Yang. And the last... What? That's
4: my new tag. Oh,
2: <laughs>
3: God. The, my business card now says Christian, the other non-winning host, because <laughs> I am Club. also <laughs> the other non-winning host. <laughs> it takes two to tango here, buddy. We, we are we are the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals of, of Recipe Club.
2: Rachel, did you guys have to get vaccinated before you went up there?
0: Well, I got vaccinated in the middle, and right in the um, thick of it. In the thick of it, and so we sort of isolated for the first little part, and then we were just a pod for the second half, but it was just the best. You know, eating with people is so wonderful, and everyone should get vaccinated so they can eat with other people because it's one of life's greatest joys, and I had missed it so much, and I'd forgotten about it, to be honest.
3: Yeah, for sure. Well, well, that's not what I would say is great about vaccination. I, I sort of <laughs> like not seeing people... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an ideal setup. I see people all the time, but from a distance. And then I get people myself. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Well, if you're Dave Chang, get vaccinated just because it's cool.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it kind of negates the thing I was going to say, which was like,
0: one of the nice things about getting vaccinated
2: was I was able to have meals with Dave. <laughs> no, nah, I
3: do I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Chris and I had a, a grand old time. We've been eating a lot of meals together and it's been awesome. And... You, you know all the reasons why. We don't have to go in any, anymore.
2: All right. Back to the subject at hand. Rachel alluded to this week's topic because it sounds like it was your finale meal at your uh, artist residency, canned tuna. This week, we're exploring the world of canned tuna. Uh, if you do a Google search for canned tuna recipes, 24 million results. Uh, again, like Rachel said, I think on our recent episode, who knows what that means, if that's a <laughs> lot or a little, it sounds like a lot. But uh, as always, we went through, I think, every single one of those to yeah. find the three recipes, right? It was tough. It was
0: tough. It's what I spent most of my residency doing, was just scrolling through <laughs> tuna recipes thinking of you both, yeah. Uh,
2: and we've arrived at three recipes uh, that we have each cooked. Actually, this week, Dave Chang provided a fourth bonus recipe, uh, so each of us cooked four and uh, here we are, ready to discuss, debate, talk about the best way to use
3: canned tuna. I do think the 51% rule is in effect here. Mm. Oh, really? I think the only person that actually made, a, used like tuna as like the, the main ingredient was the person that will never be invited to an artist residency. <laughs> Chris <Yank>. <laughs> <laughs> For that exact reason. I'm, I'm, that was a, a your dish is a... I was like, wow, this is a lot of fucking tuna. <laughs> of, of fucking tuna. <laughs> too much tuna as Nick Kroll would say, too much tuna. <laughs> wow,
0: spoiler, spoiler. Uh
2: so, well before we get into the specific recipes, how often are you guys actually using canned tuna at home
3: currently outside of recipe club? I used to, well, it depends. If the the fancy canned tuna, not canned, the ones that's in the jar with olive oil, and in mm-hmm. some different spices wasn't so goddamn expensive. I would I would buy it all the time, but like they're like not even eight ninety nine. They're like twelve ninety nine. That's mm-hmm. a lot. I'd rather buy like a fresh piece of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess we didn't even talk about that. Like, did you all use canned tuna for this and not jarred tuna for like all the recipes? Dave? Yeah,
3: I, I kept it. I kept it. You kept it canned. Kept it canned. And uh, I have a lot of canned tuna. I might have uh, overstocked uh, at the
4: beginning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of, oh, lot of it. Oh, shit. This is going to be bad.
4: This is going to be bad. Grace, <laughs> we got to get more
3: tuna. I got a lot of, lot of tuna. Um, but I have several kinds of tuna. But what I don't have are the fancy ones that if I do have, I'll just eat right out of the jar. And I think they're delicious. And I don't know the brand name, but the other canned tuna I eat a lot is um, the Korean one that has the, the spicy dongbo, I believe. There's also a kimchi-flavored <laughs> one, and there's also a double-spicy variety.
0: I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. I saw it at, the, at H Mart. There's also
3: little cubes of potatoes in it. What? Yeah. That to me is the goat of all canned tuna because you can just eat that, and that's why I stopped buying the fancy Italian shit because mm-hmm. this stuff is actually still expensive, but it's like three dollars a can. You open up this can, you put it on rice. That's that's a meal. You don't have to add anything. Mm-hmm.
4: Don Juan. Juan.
3: oh yeah, hot pepper tuna. Actually, I'm like, oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking thing, and no, they're not paying me to say it. I fucking love this tuna, and I would eat it all the time. I do, except that it's so good that I eat it. I always eat it whenever I get it mm-hmm. all the time. And Just it's, straight, though. Just sort just of straight. Just straight, straight. I don't mix it with anything except on rice. It's very, very, very good. To me, that is the, the tuna that I would recommend, but you can't really make it with anything. You can't use this as a recipe for anything. I would say, though, it'd probably be very good in Rachel's recipe, which we'll get to later, but I didn't. use. I mean, I just use regular tuna. So that would be the tuna that I eat the most. And I, I've probably consumed the most over the past year. I have spring water tuna, which is um, the only tuna I could get 15 months ago. And I would never, <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever recommend buying tuna no, canned I can't in water. No, it's, disgust- it's disgusting. I feel like yeah. a cat. I feel like I'm eating cat food.
0: <laughs> I feel like cat. Can't.
3: Yeah, I have a, you know, I feel like a feline like taste bud. is gross. How
0: how many cans would you say you have? I I've gone over. I think I bought four boxes
3: of them. <gasps> Holy shit! So, so that's like 48 cans, right? It's not that much, and now I only have 24. Uh, <laughs> so the answer when I was like, how often do you eat tuna? Every day, all the
2: time. nonstop. No. I never <laughs> stopped eating tuna. So it was
3: a lot, because like at the beginning of the pandemic, we were living out in the middle of nowhere and there was like nothing to go get stuff was really hard. Do you remember how scared everybody was? Yeah. 15 months ago, 14 months ago.
0: This yeah. actually brings us to the topic of toilet paper tuna as well, which we'll yeah. also get to. Toilet paper mm-hmm. was a, a hot commodity. A real thing, real thing.
2: <laughs> Rachel, before I before we get to to your tuna usage, I love the notion that Dave was in New York when he stocked up at the beginning of the pandemic. He stocked up on tuna and then moved across the country with his tuna. Yeah, like, I brought all the tuna with me. <laughs> oh my, my tuna, god! Like the fucking Oregon Trail. Do I mean, the it's water. like
0: a, <laughs> if the moving truck breaks down. Yeah, good.
2: he's good for a long time. Uh yeah. Rachel, how 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 often are you eating tuna? And then Dave started getting into some of the brands and kinds and options yeah, out yeah. there. No, I what totally can't. Yeah, for?
0: so I I love canned tuna. Also, I think we all are fans here, right, Chris? Not if yes, uh, yeah, okay, sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's kind of a complicated food for me because mm. you know it's just there's so many like sustainability issues. It's like a really varying quality. There's like the mercury thing, you know. So I have honestly, I eat tuna maybe a couple times a month, but I have mostly switched over to sardines, like canned sardines I think are really good, especially mm-hmm. like really good mm-hmm. um, like oil-packed canned yes. sardines. I think you can worry less about like mercury and like sustainable fishing and stuff like that. So that's what I... Normally do. Time,
3: time out. That's the greatest tip ever on recipe book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great Just sardines, sardines. sardines. So good. If they're good, they have to be good. Yeah. Canned sardines.
0: Yeah. But like sardines are so delightful and they're really, you know, like they're less hit or miss than tuna. I think I like tuna a lot, but I don't particularly like like a tuna sandwich, which is classic tuna can often be really dry like from the can. It depends on what you get and that's, you know, where we're talking about like these better qualities of tuna. It's more succulent or whatever, but like there's often really dry tuna. If you put it in a sandwich, then the mm. bread to me is like too much dryness and it kind of just dries out your whole mouth. If the bread is toasted, that's like another layer of just like desiccation. So, I really like tuna like in pasta. I love it like in a niçoise salad. In like a pasta salad, like like Dave brought to the table, or like a pasta puttanesca or something, just like where's in a sauce, that's really good to me. Yeah, I'm just trying to like counter the sort of dryness of tuna and reduce the cat foodiness when it comes to my tuna preparations. That was awesome.
2: <laughs> reduce the cat foodiness. Uh, I felt like I was in church just yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Dave was seriously <laughs> nodding along like yeah. Rachel was a uh, Baptist preacher. Dave <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. "Amen, Halleluia. Amen. Halleluia. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah." <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm like, I guess I'm the least knowledgeable about all of this. I, I so it sounds to me like if we're st- talking about tuna specifically and not branching out to other tinned seafoods, oil-packed is you guys your your preference. Yeah, hundred percent. Only way to yeah. go. Yeah. Never
3: spring water. Ugh. And ugh. do you go for? Well, <laughs> do you go yeah, for? There's also what you can never touch, and Starkist has like a monopoly on it. It's the 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 vacuum packed one that looks like you know mm. like craisins come in. You know, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. you can't do and that. And you can't one, get man.
0: all the tuna out of the pouch. Oh, it's, gross. it's always trapped in the little
3: corners. It's of the trapped pouch. in right. the corners. So, yeah. Ugh, that's the worst. That's
2: hell. I I need more. Okay, so do you guys have a preference between various species that are available? Do you go for, it's albacore or like skipjack? What do you guys usually go for? I don't
0: usually do albacore just because I think I have outdated info and I'm not really sure if this is right, but I read, you know, in a few books about sustainability that you should go for yellowtail or chunk light normally because there's so much more mercury in albacore. And also I've personally found that it's like that's, the Where worst my, one. My dryness problem comes yeah. from, right? It's like so dry.
2: So dry. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't go for the chunk light because that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> you too? You too, <laughs> Chris?
2: That's my Chunk Light brother from the other side of the country here. The prophecy is fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) It's been right in front of us this whole time, the two Chunk Lights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's definitely another Rachel Kong episode. Double Chunk Light.
0: (laughs) Double Chunk Light, triple tube meal.
3: I I got Oh, but can I just add one more thing about this? American brands of tuna are mostly the worst tasting, most garbage tasting, most dry. Mm. Italy and Europe in general has great tinned can things. But when I lived in Korea, I was 18 years old and very poor. I would go to the convenience store and just buy canned tuna and you would just eat it because you would need protein because like protein in the early nineties was not something that like was easy to come by in Asia. <laughs> it really wasn't. It would, or it'd be crazy expensive. It was way out of the price range and you would could get tuna and you would just eat that. And, and, and it was so good because it was salty. It was in Asia. You never almost ever see tuna packed in water. That just hmm. doesn't exist because it's, it's like, you know, why people in Asia like dark meat chicken because they know it's more delicious. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. So that's what I wanted to say is American can tuna is not very good from my opinion, mm-hmm. that's just me Asian cantuna, tuna. Great.
2: This is all incredibly useful because I, I stood, I had not bought tuna in a long time, like we, you know, we, we have it around the house. I don't know where it comes from. There's always tuna in the house somehow, but I, I hadn't gone to the grocery store to buy it. I stood there in the grocery store looking at the tuna. For so long, at least five different people asked if I was in line for the checkout. And I was like, no, no. Still here, just looking at the tuna like a psychopath. And then I ended up buying like a whole mix of stuff. Rachel, you asked if we had gone for any of the jarred stuff. I was like, God, the jarred stuff is nine ninety nine. I, I don't know. I bought I allowed myself so good. to buy one jar. It's so, it's I allowed so good. myself to buy one one little jar. And it was infinitely better. That one that infinitely has
3: jalapeno better. seasoning in it. Ooh, yeah. that one so is so good. good. So good. Yeah. So
2: good. But I ate too much tuna fish as a kid in sandwiches, so I, I swore it off. And then I discovered, you know, uh, other other ways of eating tuna. But anyway, let's get into the let's get into the the recipes we chose here. Uh, we have three recipes as always from Rachel Kong. We have kimchi stew with tuna, courtesy of Recipe Club favorite Mangchi, the uh, the goddess of Korean home cooking. She, she really is a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> I chose a tuna mayo donburi. Uh, from a blog called oh my god i f- didn't realize i have to pronounce this deki tateo and then uh dave chang provided not one but two recipes one a tonado sauce pasta salad uh which i believe dave am i right this comes from your forthcoming book mm-hmm. with priya yes um and then a bonus recipe that was published on medium for smoked how, what, what do we call this guys um Mossad toilet special. paper. Yeah, Mossad, Mossad special. special. <laughs> toilet paper smoked salmon. Uh, uh, tuna. Excuse whoa. me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. If you're playing a drinking game at home, if every time I accidentally say salmon, you can take a drink. Uh, so, we're usually, as always, we give the opening rights to our, our previous winner. And as always, our previous winner is Rachel. So, Rachel, you want to go first? You want to hand it off? What do you want to do?
0: Um. Why don't... I hand it off to Chris. I want to talk about Chris's recipe. I also want to point out that none of us chose a tuna noodle casserole, which is probably like a lot of those million recipes, right? Mm-hmm.
2: That's, probably, that's probably true. I, uh, a tuna noodle casserole, mm-hmm. just the idea weirds me out. Nope, not happening.
0: <laughs> I have a good recipe that I like, and I was going to submit it, but then I thought, I don't know about these guys. You know why
3: you didn't <laughs> submit it, Rachel? Because you were out to win.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is true. That's true. That's true. The, the,
3: yeah.
2: The simple uh, competition is why.
3: He yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: not, not something that I would have <laughs> liked. Um, okay. We can start with mine. My, I, I chose a tuna mayo Donbury because I was, like I said, I ate too many, I ate too many tuna fish sandwiches as a kid and I stopped. I, I just got sick of it. And then sometime within the last 10 or 15 years, I discovered, you know, tuna onigiri, right? So just mm. little rice balls stuff with tuna so and mayo and cupie mayo.
3: Lawson's Lawson's Onigiri, 7-Eleven Onigiri, so good. So un- good.
2: Unfucking believable. Just un- unbelievable. And the very first time I had one, I was like, oh man, this is an entirely different game. This, <laughs> this is basically just the same concept, except for you don't even, you don't bother forming a little onigiri you don't stuff it with the tuna you just throw some tuna with mayo on top of a bowl of rice and then scallions and and, and nori <laughs> the, the blog has this as part of their Zubora meshi series Zubora Dave do you know how, how to pronounce any of this stuff
3: no you, you're doing a great job <laughs>
2: Uh, which basically means like sloppy or lazy cooking. And I was like, huh, that seems perfect for for Recipe Club. It's literally the laziest thing. I think the funniest line in the recipe, and I keep on saying recipe, it is barely a recipe. There are no Mm -mm. proportions of anything except for it says one can of tuna. The best line is, this recipe won't take more than five minutes to be prepared unless you have some problem while opening the tuna can.
3: Which like, is a, which is a big thing because if you think about it, <laughs> when's the last time you actually used a can opener to open a can of tuna? Oh yeah, no, not never. Not since, much like the cloud. Something I oh, don't understand. No, like, yeah. like when did this happen? All of a sudden, there's no more can opener tuna. It's all lift and pull. It's all the yeah, lift it's and pull. Yeah,
2: all the lift and pull tops. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it took it took th- thirty seconds. You just mix the tuna. I put an ungodly amount of mayonnaise in there, a tiny bit of wasabi out of the tube, and then I put it on rice and I gave it to my. Daughter for dinner, and she detected the wasabi instantly. It was mm-hmm. very pissed.
3: <laughs> you could have given it to a cat if you had one, and they
0: would yeah, have been stoked. Uh-huh. <laughs> what were the other verdicts in your household, including yourself?
2: I, I mean, my verdict on this was that it's a sloppy, lazy thing to do, and and it's like you 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 just eat tuna on rice. I mean, it's, it, I, and mayonnaise I don't know. and mayonnaise, lots of mayonnaise.
0: But did it did it change your mind about? you know, you had sworn off tuna. Are you going to make this again?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I no, no. I think that, like, the thing, if I'm being honest, like, what I wanted to introduce by bringing this recipe to the table was just the notion, the, the basic notion of tuna mayo and rice, mm-hmm. which, like, I'm sure lots of recipe club listeners, being the the very advanced eaters that they are, are already aware of this. But that same revelation it was to me i imagine it might be to somebody else that like hey tuna and cupy oh by the way it has to be cupy mayo it doesn't just go on bread like with rice it's it's really wonderful but no it's not it's not a recipe I'll, I'll i'll return to i just wanted to to bring this notion to the table why did you guys hate this
3: um i felt like when i read the recipe i i was like watching the trailer and i was like this movie's gonna be fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back to oh, the trailer.
3: So good. This is gonna be so good. And I watched it. I was like, "Fuck! What a disappointment." <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> I actually know. What you, I, I know what you mean because the <laughs> the post for this recipe is so long, and <laughs> it's just so got like a long. crazy, crazy advertisement for a Japanese tuna brand that has like a knockoff Star Wars uh, commercial in it. Did it's anyone got like,
0: use that brand specifically? No, no. I didn't. Find you that couldn't brand. find it. Yeah.
2: It's it's a long explanation of this thing. And then at the end of the day, it's like, open a can of tuna, put some mayonnaise in there, and then put it on some rice. It's too much tuna.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the least, by far, the least <laughs> eaten. It's uh, Nobody really touched it because nobody wants to look at a giant blob <laughs> of tuna.
0: Yeah. <laughs> aesthetically, it's not yeah. great.
3: No. At least with tuna sandwich, you're, you could be eating anything. You know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> And onig- onigiri is a triangle-shaped mm-hmm. rice ball. So cute. It doesn't have to be triangle-shaped, but at least when you go to a convenience store, it is. And um, there's a ball of tuna wrapped in the center, and you can take a bite with a little bit of rice and a little bit of mayonnaise tuna and, and with wrapped in some nori, and it's delicious. You, it, you can also get it in like a little maki roll. Also delicious. Big fan of it. But the proportion is m- like 75% rice, and like twenty to twenty five percent tuna. <laughs> this one was seventy five percent tuna, twenty five percent rice, and just a <laughs> giant blob vol- look like you know, tu- you know, like lunch lady tuna, like being scooped out mm-hmm. sure, on a bowl of sure, rice. Sure. And I tried to make it look nice by putting it like a, a like a, like making like a, a flower of nori <laughs> oh my around gosh. it, just to like. I was like, oh man, no one's gonna eat this. I gotta like make it look <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Chris, he styled your dish. I styled it. My an honor! And
3: even still, and I put it down, and, and with grace. And Hugo looked at it. And he's like, "No." <laughs> 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 he's like, "No, I'm not eating this." Hugo was like, absolutely didn't even try. He looked at it. And he's like, eyes when I was like, "What?" Oh. I was like, "Yep, I know what you're, what you're thinking." And I was like, "Grace, no, 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 you you take it and you make it like a little psalm. You put a little this and a little, little rice." Oh, that's <laughs> smart. That is smart. And then, and then one one bite. That was it.
0: Okay, to be fair, mine looked pretty good just because it was, like, I used furikake instead of just sliced up nori. And I used the one with, like, a little bit of wasabi in it so I didn't have to mix in the wasabi with the tuna and stuff. And I enjoyed eating it more than I normally do, like, a tuna sandwich. Again, because of that, like, moisture issue. Like, rice is, like, a perfect thing for tuna and mayonnaise. Like, it's Mm -hmm. really nice and, like, perfectly just doesn't like dry your mouth out in the same way, right? It's like really good as a as a mouthful in reasonable quantities. But my main beef with this was just that the recipe was crazy. It like it didn't tell you to cook the rice at any point. There was it, it just like no. <laughs> it was so weird. It was like, you know, that line you quoted earlier, it was this recipe won't take more than 5 minutes to be prepared unless you have some problem while opening the tuna can and then in parentheses And I'm not counting the time to cook the rice as well. But then the recipe itself just tells you to open the can of tuna, drain the oil, mix the mayonnaise with optional wasabi, and then put it over hot rice in a bowl.
3: I mean, this sounds like my (laughs) recipe before Priya actually made it better. (laughs) To be honest. I mean, I was going to say, like, (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with you, but I'm pretty sure
2: Dave's written recipe (laughs) was like... Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: dispute that. But, like, you know... For a submission to Recipe Club where you'd like to win <laughs> and you want the recipe to actually serve people. Yeah, it's true that this was actually really easy and I did enjoy it. Um, I think, you know, adjusting it to your own preferences, which would be like less tuna and like more rice and maybe like rice in a cute shape would make yeah. it better.
2: Well, let me put i'll put the listen i i i don't disagree with anything you guys are saying and and if really what i wanted i was hoping for with this recipe (laughs) not even a win what i really wanted was like i wonder if if ruby will eat this i wonder if this is Uh going to be a new arsenal thing just like uh if i always have tuna salad in the fridge and i've got a if i have rice can i just put a bowl of rice with tuna on top in front of her and will she eat that because I know she likes onigiri. Like I'll make onigiri for her for her lunch and put tuna in there. and She'll eat those up. And um, the answer was no, guys. <laughs> the answer <laughs> was no, not really. She, she. This the shape is is not only like Dave was saying, like meaningful as far as like a better proportion. I think like that was that's what like she's really likes as, as far as like mm-hmm. feeding kids. They like the little handheld thing.
3: For the listeners, I do think that you can turn this into gold. Because you don't necessarily need wasabi. You, you just mm-hmm. need to make seasoned tuna and, and make it delicious. If you want to make a maki roll, so you just take a sheet of nori, if you have it, and lay out some rice, and you fill it up with some mm-hmm. just a little strip of tuna. Cut it up. Your kids are going to eat that. I'm going to yeah. eat that. Yeah. I don't make onigiri at home because it's like it's honestly too much work. It's easier just to roll it up in a maki roll. Or if you have Korean keem, that works really well. This recipe could have been a winning recipe.
2: Let's move on from this recipe, but I I think it, it, Dave's point is really interesting because like I think so much goes into like what you just described, a maki roll or a, or a onigiri like it's the same shit but it matters like how you put it together. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: This episode is brought to you by Viori. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at vioricom Simmons. Once again, v-u-o-r-i.com Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So, when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
0: I think we should go to Dave's recipe, original recipe, then to mine, then to Dave's bonus recipe.
2: Mm. Oh, man, just the the winner taking all kinds of (laughs) liberties now with fucking, now now who's the director? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And this is going to be
3: good. <laughs> uh, I uh, I like this recipe a lot. I know it's not for everybody. If you don't love tuna, you're probably not going to like it. But I, I don't necessarily like, as, as Rachel has said, like uh, the, the dryness, the texture. But I do like the flavor of it when it's like judiciously used. And when you make a tonado sauce at a fancy restaurant, you're using real tuna and tuna scraps. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's can be like transcendent. It's it's so delicious. This is the Tang version of like fresh squeezed orange juice, right? When you're using canned tuna, still good. I love Tang and I like using it sometimes as a dressing for, for like bib lettuce or iceberg lettuce, but I also like doing it for a pasta salad and not spaghetti, but any shape, you know, fusilli, macaroni, whatever, elbows and you're basically making a salad dressing. And the emulsion, though, is with uh, a mayonnaise, really, with uh, drained tuna in it. And that's basically the recipe. You, you take some egg yolks, you make an emulsion, and you basically add tuna. And you make a dressing out of it. And then you add it to some cooked pasta that's been chilled down a little bit. And that's basically it. You can dress it up however you want, but that's basically it. It's a pasta salad with the tuna sauce and not so much tuna chunks in it. And I like Mm -hmm. doing it. It's something that I made a lot of beginning of the pandemic, (laughs) a little bit less. So now I've been making it past couple months just because like, it's a good, when you want something that tastes like Americana, at least in my household (laughs) and you don't want to make a hamburger or something like this, this is, this is to me like flavor of America without having to make a meatloaf. It's in that genre. So that, that pasta salad, uh, I think it's delicious. I will also add, this is probably the, the recipe that incorporates tuna the best out of the three hmm. and teaches you how to cook, whereas others, you just open shit and put it
0: in things. Hmm. And I'll just leave it at Interesting. that. Interesting. I'll just leave Interesting. it at that. And okay. it's like
3: somebody actually made the recipe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, was pun- that was certainly punched up by the great Priya Krishna to make it... <laughs> you know, legible. Legible. Uh, <laughs> because if, if there wasn't Priya, it would look a lot like Chris's rice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: uh What did you think, Rachel?
0: And yeah, you so you it is a very American feeling recipe, but you do add rice wine vinegar and a little bit of MSG. So I just want to put
3: that out there too. And, yeah, and I, you don't have to. You don't mm-hmm. have to use MSG. If you if you have nutritional yeast because you like doing those kinds of things, you could add that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, if you have the momofuku savory salt, use that. You could just use soy sauce. You, you know, I don't put this in the recipe, but MSG is sort of a placeholder for umami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Worcestershire sauce would have been great in it too. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like Dave said, I, this was my second time making it actually because I had tested the recipe for their cookbook. And I remember when I saw it for the first time, I was a little shocked because Dave has you blend the tuna like in the sauce. And I guess aside from pa- like pate, I've never really blended meat. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah, I've never thought to blend tuna in the past. And so I was a little worried about it, but I, I did it as instructed and it turned out delicious. And, you know, it was a little hard to blend in my regular blender. Cause I just have like this very basic, you know, like vintage blender. It's not fancy. And so everything kind of just got stuck to the bottom, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Both times that I made it, um, I added more like pickled things. I just love like Italian pickled peppers in there. I um, like it, you know, kind of spicy, like more red, Chili flakes and stuff, but, um, I thought it was delicious. My whole family did. My mother-in-law was visiting from out of town. Shout out to Amity because she listens to this podcast and, and she said it changed. It changed the way she listens to podcasts because she looks wow. forward to it now.
3: Wow! Yeah, hi, Emily. How many? We are we are honored. We are so honored, and I'm so sorry that we're going to try so hard to make your daughter-in-law lose. To oh her.
0: my gosh! It won't she's happen. She's true. But. She's really
2: wonderful. She's been great as my drug dealer, just like selling <laughs> me so many drugs and weapons. It's awesome. <laughs> Rachel's great. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> I um I think this was I I, I thought this was 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 a great recipe. I had some blender problems. I am making
3: mine in a NutriBullet. How the hell? You guys <laughs> well, can't
2: do this. No, no, no. Like no. A I, have, like, I have like an off-brand NutriBullet and I hate it because the inside of the canister has like little grooves where the mm. joints come together. Yeah. And like, I can't scrape things out of it. It's like the dumbest fucking design in the world. Uh, so I just like stuck my little bear paw in there. <laughs> I was like oh, scraping no. tonato sauce onto, my, onto the pasta I thought it was great. I omitted the celery just because, like, I my family doesn't like celery. Um, you can use
3: cucumbers, you, you know? Yeah. Or you just need some texture because, mm-hmm. like, everything's just too soft, you know? It's
2: a vegetable drawer cleaner type of dish, which I really appreciate about it. I, um, I would fuck with some red onion in here, too.
4: Mm, I, yeah.
2: Uh, my only—the only minor gripe I have is— I wanted even more, and maybe it was just like my yield wasn't good because my shitty blender, but like I wanted even more sauce for a pound of pasta, like a pound of pasta like takes so much dressing, I think. And it might've also been a factor of the, I chose rather than rotini, which is like the corkscrews I did, rotelli, which is the wagon wheels, which I thought my kids would be into. hmm, Uh, Again, everything, every choice is dictated (laughs) by what I think my kids will eat. That's why. So I actually just reserved some undressed pasta on the side and then it was like a a good proportion. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law makes like a tuna pasta salad all the time. And so my... Wife's reaction was like, "Oh, I really wanted like little cubes of cheese in here." And I was like, "That's because that's what your mom does." But
3: uh, I think you could fuck with. That's one addition. You do. I'm sorry, Jamie. That's one addition that should never ever. You can you <laughs> fuck with this recipe a lot of different ways. Yeah, you, you can interpret a lot of different ways. But the one thing that is for forbidden is cubes of cheese. <laughs> that's kind that. of like <laughs> tuna melt. Here. Tuna yeah.
0: melt territory.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would definitely be tuna melt territory. But uh, otherwise, come on. It's 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 a delight.
0: Yeah, I use large tubes, and that was the perfect thing, I think, because you get some tuna like trapped in the middle of the tube. Mm. Yeah,
2: just a little tonnato sauce gusher. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, we love gushers.
2: <laughs> no, it's 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 amazing, and I think like the it, it, you know whether or not it teaches you to cook better than any other recipe on this but, episode, but, but
3: it's a good way to use shitty cans of tuna that are stuck in spring water. Because mm-hmm. you're, yeah, okay, so this was
2: interesting because you. You expressly well,
3: you asked right? for tuna in oil, but then yeah. it's like it asked for a glug of oil. I,
2: I just assumed that you would just add all the oil from the tuna into the, oh, yeah. in the sauce. But, I
3: mean, but like for me, I would never tell anybody buy tuna. Go out and, pack and pack buy spring oil. Water. Yeah. But that's what I've been cooking with. I'm <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, things were very scary 14 yeah. and a half months mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So Rachel, let's get into kimchi stew with tuna.
0: Yeah, so I picked this because it seemed really easy. I love Mongshi, As we've said, she's just the best. Like she taught me how to cook Korean food basically and I just think she's very charming and lovely and I think I probably started putting canned fish into like my kimchi jjigae like 10 years ago after I saw someone put canned tuna in and I had it and it was really good and it felt like it took away the... You know, cat foodness of tuna and it just melded really perfectly with the kimchi. And that was like just this amazing combo. Like Chris, you were talking about tuna and mayonnaise, like tuna and kimchi to me was like, it blew my mind because it was such a good pairing. So I wanted to pick something that like really transformed tuna in a way where it wasn't like just like eating something straight out of the can and um Plopping it onto rice, you know, it was more like about. um My
3: my kimchi jjigae is not as uh, maybe different. It tastes different than mang cheese, but I I de- I didn't grow up eating tuna in mm-hmm. in kimchi. Uh, tuna in kimchi jjigae, no, I just never did that until this yeah. recipe.
0: Well, I'm going to say, yeah, it's really easy. You and it's different from some of the other ones that I've made from her. It's just like kimchi with a sliced onion. There's some green onion, salt, hot pepper flakes, sugar, and toasted sesame oil. And you cook that for like 25 minutes. And then you add in the tuna and the tofu at the very end for five minutes. And it's like a half an hour recipe. It's so good, I think. And it's basically a pantry recipe, right? If you have a jar of old kimchi in your fridge, like... I really love a pantry recipe, as we've discussed in the past, like martinis, for example. But um, this is exactly that. It's like if you have canned tuna in your pantry and you have old kimchi, you can make this.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, but kimchi jjigae is made with old kimchi. It should. Yeah. And I'd also say it's hard for me because I'm trying to win this. So I'm going to talk shit about a recipe that I like and a goddess that I love. And, you know, I'm sure I'm going to be punished by this, by the gods. Yeah. Anything pairs well with kimchi. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Everything (laughs) pairs well with kimchi because I don't know what it is. It's, It's just like it's more powerful in flavor than anything. So it just masks anything. You put American cheese, you put sausage, you put spam, any kind of fish, pork, bacon, whatever. It it, it just makes everything like work because it masks and you can't taste anything. And honestly, it tastes fine. It tastes like I, I was worried I would taste it. And then I'm like, no, kimchi is going to overpower everything, mm-hmm. and I like the. Ki- I, I, it's just kimchi jjigae, and all Rachel did was uh, open a can of tuna, and that's all she did. That was
0: awesome. <laughs> I uh, wow, this from the man who has done so much worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean I like that it's a pantry recipe. I mean, assuming you have kimchi, you have gochujang, or, uh, in your in your cabinet, like you can make this. You know, like most kimchi jjigae is made similarly, right? It's just it's it's kimchi, it's it's onions, aromatics, it's chili, and then liquid. I I, I use chicken stock instead of water. I just think like a, a good stock makes a difference for these things. The you thing do? Is, like,
3: the, the <laughs> thing is the thing is like. It's fine with water, guys. It's fine with water. <laughs> it's fine, fine with water. To, it's don't have fine to with
2: water. It's better with stock. Also, no, you don't have to. No, 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 no. You hold on a second. <laughs> this is from the guy who does a whole rant about how Parks Barbecue
3: has the best gegas because they have the best stock. We're talking home cooking, man, and and I'm saying this: What kind of chicken stock did you use? Did you use that stuff that comes from a box?
2: No, I use my own chicken stock that I always have in my freezer. Really? Sir.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, I bet you you put rosemary shit in it. <laughs> I didn't put oh rosemary my in my chicken stock? What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Rosemary in my chicken yeah. stock? Yeah, it's,
2: it's like you're not even my chunk light brother, dude. <laughs> it's oh like you God. don't even fucking know me, dude. <laughs> rosemary in my chicken stock? No. Yeah, you're you're one of those people. Listen, I'm trying to help you out here. Just to <laughs> chill out. I You can make kimchi jjigae with whatever proteins. I agree with Dave on that. I think that like tuna fish just isn't one that I would care to use unless I didn't have anything else mm. to do it. It's not bad, but it's didn't you know to me it was just like flakes of protein in my kimchi jjigae. So I I think it's a great recipe. For the fact, because of the fact that it's a pantry recipe, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to have stock, and you don't have to have anything except for a can of tuna to make it, and it's delicious. It's it's a good stew. At the end of the day, I think that I would have. You know, would I would I make it again? Probably not. Like I would make
3: kimchi jjigae with other stuff. I think I'd rather have kimchi jjigae without with just two like tofu. That's it. I don't think you need the tuna. Wow.
0: Yeah, I just disagree. Because I think that it does like add to the, you know, instead of using stock, you can just use water and then the flavor of the tuna is almost like making, you know, stock, like a fish stock really fast. Like, I think that's kind of the brilliance of this recipe is that it cuts out a step.
2: Would you do that in other recipes, Rachel? Just replace chicken stock with tuna?
0: (laughs) No, but anything with kimchi, yeah. Like this kimchi stew. Anything with
2: kimchi, it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm gonna find the the loophole in your argument. It's not. Yeah, I think it's just like the pairing for me is really. I, I can see that
3: it doesn't feel like you're getting an extra source of protein. And truth be told, I'm sure that the origins of this come from poverty and Korean war and terribleness. Um, and that's the resiliency of Korean food. Like you can actually make it with a lot of different ingredients and make it great. I think when I tasted this, you don't really taste tuna and you're getting protein, basically. That being said, we make kimchi jjigae all the time in my house and it almost, it it, it always gets eaten. Mm-hmm. There is a, a container of your kimchi jjigae in my fridge <laughs> that has not <laughs> been <laughs> consumed. Because I feel like it's not, for, for me, if there's going to be protein, it's almost, if you're going to not add uh, pork to it, you just leave it with, Kimchi and tubu, tofu. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have like a broth with melchi, like dried anchovies in it. And that's how my mom used to make hers. But I've never had it with tuna. I don't think that I will continue to do so. It will always be with some version of pork belly. And we do make a lot of kimchi jjigae with just uh, tubu. And I will also say, not that I need to plug it, I cooked it in the microwave in it any day.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: came out great. It came out great. It really did. It it tasted great. I'm just saying there's something still with me about eating Kichiji with tuna that I just can't like but I'm sure there's other a lot of there's plenty of cream people that have grown up eating it. Uh okay, so we have
2: we have one more bonus recipe here to to get to guys that we've been alluding to. Uh, and I think Dave actually wanted this to be his recipe. I main... <laughs> wanted
3: this to be my recipe, but then I thought better. I was like, you know what? People listen to this podcast to learn something, to, 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 to further their knowledge about how to cook. They want to know that they can do something they didn't do before, not just open a can and plop it into something that they could have done you know, without even you know, following a recipe. So I wanted to give them something more, and that's why I decided to forego my, my gut intuition. And yes, Dave Chang, the beginning of Recipe Club, would have been like, this is it. I'm, I'm I'm standing where, but I, I'm a, I'm I'm like AI. Hey, I'm learning to, to 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 grow, and some people are regressing on this podcast, and other people oh. are growing. <laughs> My
0: God. Oh my
3: God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, so, it, so this is all this to is.
2: say I did a tiny bit. I did my first extra credit assignment in history
3: By to giving. show my growth. <laughs> I uh, I I I really wanted to do this recipe because I I I when I saw it on the internet a couple or well, three or four years ago, whenever it happened, I was like, that looks disgusting, but mm-hmm. maybe it's awesome mm-hmm. because I people may not believe this but burnt and char is a wonderful flavor in food if you could use it well, right? There's definitely burnt, but like burnt to a little degree can be wonderful. It adds bitterness and bitterness is a, a flavor thing that is when used well can actually enhance a dish. So when you look at the dish online, I'm like, that could actually be awesome. I wanted to give it a shot. What did you guys think? So you basically take three sheets of toilet paper Three, like, squares, rip it up, and then you got to get a, a tuna packed in oil, take off the, the lid, and you press it in to the, the can of tuna. But it, you don't want it to be totally, like, to to give it no oxygen, so you want to make it a little bit like like pockets of air. And as it gets saturated, you light the ends and you let it burn for 25 minutes. And then... You basically eat the burnt toilet paper too, but you mix in with the tuna. And what? um
0: Wait, do
3: you not how I did it? No, ago.
0: Chris <laughs> I did not eat the burnt toilet paper. And also, you don't tear up the toilet paper. Are you saying no. you just rip it? You just get the squares. Yeah, right? just the squares. Yeah. I think you said tear.
2: Yeah. So this actually. So I mean, with this recipe. I'm sure we we grabbed this one off of Medium, but I'm sure there's plenty of this on the internet. But it's supposedly or or ostensibly has its roots in the uh, Israel Defense Forces. It's a military thing. You have a can of tuna. You've got your toilet paper ration. How do you make the th- the, the tuna taste better? You do this method Dave is describing. You, you saturate the toilet paper with uh, oil from the tuna, light it on fire. I thought the most interesting thing about it, I thought like, What's gonna happen here i i just assumed the toilet paper was just gonna like burn up and disappear disappear and turn into ash but it does kind of form like a a, a weird like the, the oil saturated thing means that it just kind of burns and, burns and burns and burns and burns and burns like a piece of wood might do rather than just like turning to dust and ash i just did mine before this all before we got on for this podcast i um i was i was very excited by this i was like oh man what if this is amazing What if this is like something incredible? I thought it was incredible that it didn't taste as bad as it could have. I don't think it was incredible in and of itself. I thought it was interesting that it didn't just taste like a burnt piece of toilet paper. It tastes like a little bit, almost like it was intentionally smoked. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's psychosomatic. I feel like it made my body feel weird.
0: (laughs) Mm, Interesting. Wait, Dave, what did you think?
3: I'm going to tell you what, what happened. I bought a specific can of oil, one can of oil too, because I don't have it. (laughs) I I did it and and I have the video. It never burned. What do you mean it never burned? It's crazy. I'm so pissed off about this.
0: So I was here at this writing residency, this artist residency on my last day. We had been making campfires almost every night. So I was like, okay, Dave's going to add this recipe. I'm just going to make it here right now. Um, I asked around for a can of tuna because I have not been shopping in a month and Chef Chris gave, gave me one. It was kind of a fancy oil packed tuna from like a local Washington coast brand of, you know, seafood market and cannery. They're called Marinos. Um, and I did it as instructed, put the toilet paper on top, lit it exactly what happened to Dave happened to me, where it, like, burned at the edges and then just stopped in the middle. So I took out the toilet paper, tried it again with fresh toilet paper, added more oil, thinking, like, maybe that'll help.
2: Wait, fresh toilet paper mean the first round of toilet paper had been used? It was, like, poopy toilet paper?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wow, great joke. Made in the Medium post as well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I did it again with, like, fresh toilet paper that I hadn't smeared my poop on. And... (laughs) Um, and the, the same thing happened and I had added more oil. I was like, what is going on? Part of my group, the sculptor was like, I, I was envisioning like when you mentioned this, I was envisioning like a whole roll of toilet paper on top of the can of tuna. And we were like, mm. hmm, that's interesting. And we we're like, what would happen if we just set this whole roll of toilet paper on fire on top of the tuna? So I put the whole roll of toilet paper, it was a fresh Kirkland brand roll of toilet paper on top of the can of tuna, lit it what a on waste. Fire. What a waste. Was- I was
2: gonna say, you know who would never do that? Somebody in the fucking military <laughs> has gotta use their toilet. No, paper. I it's totally burn agree.
0: The whole roll. I not only agree with that, but I also don't buy Kirkland brand toilet paper because it's made out of virgin arboreal forest. And like you should not buy that toilet paper because it's really unsustainable. But it was just our. Yeah. Like I Fuck was. You, de- <laughs> Fuck you, Kirkland. Fuck you, Kirkland. That's basically the story. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I wanted to do this recipe. I wanted to, like, I had one night to do it essentially with this campfire. We lit the roll of toilet paper on fire. It was a huge waste, but it looked amazing. And <gasps> just the whole thing caught on fire. The middle, like where the tube is, had this like flame licking out of it. <laughs> it took me maybe an hour to cook the, like for the whole thing to burn down to be honest. And then when it did, we like lifted off there was like a kind of final like sheet on the top that looked disgusting. It looked like covered in ash. It was really gross. But once you lifted that like little cap, it just looked beautifully like smoked underneath, like just like charred a little bit on the edges. It looked really good actually, and then we all tried a little bit and um it it was really good. It like smelled good, like unlike regular, you know, it wasn't like cat foodie at all. It smelled like smoked fish. It smelled really good. Uh, one guy, um, one of the composers, he said it, it went from being like a $1.50 can of tuna to a $22, like tuna wow. experience. Like he felt like it had, you know, like it was tuna that could have been served at a restaurant. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I fucking disagree so yeah. hard on well, this. Well, so we That's have some dissenting not- opinions. Wow, here. But wow, wow,
0: wow. I, it was really good, actually. And I found it, you know, it was, I, I used albacore because we just didn't have that many. We didn't ha- I didn't have any options there. And so I found it to be a little bit dry. It could have also been the fact that we were burning this for an hour, um, and sucking all the oil out of it with toilet paper, but I thought it was like smoky, pretty good. If you were stuck in, in, in the
3: like uh, on the a tour of duty in the middle of nowhere and you're eating like meal ration stuff, this is something I would do every day. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, right? it was it was good.
2: So let me ask that you said, well, let, well, let, let me ask you okay. this Rachel, did you try eating the to- the Kirkland toilet paper by itself cuz maybe you just like eating Kirkland toilet paper. Oh
3: <laughs> my <laughs> god. I, 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 Chris, no, I How mean, could you not like it? Like yours looked like it was delicious.
2: I was amazed. I'm, I'm surprised that neither one of yours burned like mine did. Like it was, it was, I was amazed by how well this thing burned. So we have fucking crazy sustainable bamboo toilet paper at our house. Like maybe that makes some difference mm. to, the, to the flavor and everything. I I, uh, I was amazed by the burning thing because I, like I said, I thought it would just like dissipate into ash. It just but what kind of tuna a s-
3: can did you use?
2: I used a, a some like Italian packed in oil. Oh, al- so they or something. So it's not it, was about yeah. it was a fancy tuna. It was a fancy tuna. Maybe it's the toilet paper. Difference. Maybe it is a
3: toilet paper. Yeah. I'll,
2: I'll be honest. My toilet paper ain't as soft as Mr. Kirkland's toilet paper. It's like bamboo-y. I and thought you so, said anus soft. <laughs> <ain't it's> my, <laughs> I, so I buy anus soft brand toilet
4: paper. <laughs>
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Anus Soft. Um I don't know. It was maybe like the hour actually made a difference. I was I was sort of shocked when I read the post and it was like cook for 30 minutes. I was mm-hmm. like, "No, I don't want to do that." Wait, wait, how long did you cook yours for? I cooked it as long as the toilet paper burns, so like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as it would burn. Maybe Rachel like the hour gave it more. Like I will admit like mine like was smoky, but it, I I was expecting it to be just like punch you in the mouth, smoky. It wasn't, and we're talking listen, about
3: a fucking can of tuna that tasted better. Just admit it that it was good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. I, I. I can't. I can't. I. I can see what you're saying. If you're out in the field, like this is a, a, a huge, wonderful technique to like improve the thing, and also give away your position to the enemy. But I uh, <laughs> just, um,
3: I didn't. I, mm-hmm.
2: I, as far as like something to do at home, I would never do this again. Are you ever going to do I'm this? I'm surprised.
3: Again? I'm surprised some. Uh, are, Avant-garde restaurant hasn't made this a as a dish yet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. It is surprising. Listen, okay, I give this. I give the the idea a lot of credit, and like mine, I guess mine worked better than everybody else's. So like, I was amazed by it. It was fun. Like I actually, I recommend you try this one time and just like for your own sake, do it. Like you have toilet paper. If you're like Dave, you have a billion cans of tuna in your your cabinet. No, but they're
3: spring water. So this is another reason never to buy spring water (laughs) because you
2: can't burn it. You can't burn it. I was, okay, one more thing I'll say to this thing's credit. I I was worried that the predominant flavor would be of like acrid burnt oil, which was not Mm. a part of it at all. So Mm -hmm. that was nice. Um, Let's get into voting here. You too. Uh, starting with, I can see how this is going to go already. With, with my uh, open the can of tuna and put it on some rice recipe, I, I think mean, it's, it's going to be. I think
3: we, we we know what the answer is. Let's go next. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> next to, where did we go next? We went to Dave's recipe. Dave Chang's Tonato sauce pasta salad. It's a, It's a thumbs up for me. I think it's a thumbs up for me.
0: It's a thumbs up, but not as far up as my recipe.
2: Okay, know. so it's a big thumbs up for Rachel on her <laughs> recipe. I, all right, Dave, what are you going to give uh, Rachel's recipe for I can Mang-chi? feel it
0: coming.
3: He's going to give it a thumbs up out of I'm gonna courtesy. I'm going to give it a thumbs up because of, of the goddess Mangchi and I can't... I'm basically just more surprised that it's just a open up a can and pop it into something recipe. That's all.
2: I'm sick of fucking ties in this in this show and I, I'm not going to make kimchi jjigae with tuna again. Like I think it's a good idea. And I think if you have tuna fish at home and you're looking for something to do and you have kimchi in the refrigerator, you should make this recipe. Just but, uh, just note
3: that Ying, you Rachel's a close friend of yours. <laughs> I I I recognize she that. Look at look at look at her face. That is a assassin looking face right <sighs> I, now. I, I know it's an assassin-looking <laughs> face. You know what I'll you know, well, fine, gonna, you, you might fuck up her A plus to an A.
2: I already stole a, I already stole a victory away it's from so her. True. and gave it to gave it to <laughs> Prius. It's cool, so, it's cool.
0: I mean I was I got to burn a roll of toilet paper. All right, so here's what I will say then. I
2: I would give this I I'm willing to give the Mongshi uh, a thumbs up because I do think like if you're trying to it, it's super useful for many, many 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 people. It won't be useful to me in my particular life again. I want to give I think that Dave Chank does deserve credit for bringing the fucking toilet paper tuna recipe to the to the yeah, table. Yeah, no,
3: there's no extra credit. That's literally like I I didn't even get to make it. <laughs> listen, listen, there's there's no point. I you know what? I'd rather just lose now than get just destroyed in the poll voting just Give it up, Rachel. Jesus.
2: (laughs) All (laughs) right. Well, I got good news. I I, I got good news for both of you because uh, because our recipe wheel with John DeBerry hit Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys are going to have to fall off of Rachel's wheel of life as well, meaning there are two slots for new ingredients here on the recipe wheel. Rachel should
3: get both of them because she wants. Oh shoot. No, 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 no. I think you each get
2: one. No, 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 no. She
0: won. <laughs> no, Good Dave. God. No, please, I, refuse. I refuse.
2: I refuse. I refuse. All right, fine. Here comes Aswine Seeds again.
0: Yeah. It's the new <laughs> Dave Chang. I caught up in all the episodes. Well, like in the last uh, couple the, days. So to
2: remind everybody of what is currently on the wheel after we drop canned tuna and Bloody Mary's, uh, we've got barbecue sauce, seaweed, mapo tofu, jello, meatballs, cold noodles, no. Pillsbury tube dough and parchment
3: paper. We got rid of your seeds one, by the way.
2: Rachel, Dave is deferring to you to give us both of the new ingredients on the wheel. You got anything in mind?
3: Let's do some, one luxurious on, and, and something low end. lower Okay, on the low end wheel.
0: and dungeness crab.
3: Dungeness crab? Or just crab meat in general. Let's just okay, do crab. Okay, crab
0: meat, yeah.
3: Crab. Mmm, good one. Excellent choice. I love it. Put another boozy one on. Margarita. Ooh, good one. (laughs) All right. So I've got the wheel here again.
2: I'm giving it a little shuffle. We're going to give this a -a (gasps) spinaroo. There it is. It's happening. It's the time for a triple tube. The triple, triple, tube, tube, is, the triple tube is in play. <laughs> it is a Pillsbury tube <sighs> dough. The triple tube oh
0: my God. is
3: in play, everybody. Very exciting. Very exciting, everybody. This is um Wow. This is the season finale with, with Rachel, and I am gonna bring my not even my A game. I'm i never I'm gonna train harder for this than, <clears throat> than I've ever trained on anything in my life. <laughs> he's gonna bring a game he's never even There's seen. There's gonna yet. be so
0: many tubes harmed in the making of this episode.
2: he's gonna bring a game he hasn't even played Uh, okay so thanks everybody as always make sure you check out and follow our various social media channels Recipe Club on Instagram the Recipe Club podcast Facebook group where people are sharing all kinds of uh, wild shit and
3: and the Facebook group the Chris Ying experience (laughs) I don't think that that's A thing. Uh, (laughs) Send send your email. What is that? What is that? that Fan club page. Fellowship of the Ying. Yo, that was it. The Fellowship of the Ying. I requested
0: to join.
2: Okay, I'm so sad. Uh, The (laughs) recipe club at (laughs) majordomomedia.com is our email address. Uh, So our next episode will be another crazy mix up of worlds. It's going to be Priya meets Brian in a yuka yuka. Dude, Brian's going to win that hands down. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. No shit. Uh, That does it for us. You guys got any last words about canned tuna, toilet paper, artist residencies? I just,
3: again, Rachel, the heavyweight champion of the world. You know? What's the point of playing this game?
4: Seriously.
2: (laughs) uh, Thanks, everybody. Make sure you uh, rate us five stars on iPods around the world.
3: Bye-bye. Bye.